Welcome to Plato's Gravity. I'm Aaron. And if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than... I don't remember the rest of the quote. It's something to do with me being a Jedi. Just, just, just uh, say your name. I'm Jason. And this is The Spar. This is our weekly mini-episode because we can't stand being apart from you for a two minisode. weeks. It's a minisode. An ep. And we don't have time to record a full series episode every week. So here we go. We will not rob you of a beer. Today we are drinking a Boulevard Kansas City Pilsner. Uh, this is the official beer of the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, it's the official beer of that sport that no one watches anymore. Baseball is an amazing sport, Jason. Take a bet. <laughs> I'm a big Reds fan. so um, I, I've kind of been into Pilsners recently. However, I don't particularly care for this Pilsner. Really? Uh, okay, so there's a story behind this beer. Uh, the story is, oh, we've kind of talked about our friend before who travels for work, uh, goes on a lot of road trips, and he was uh, in Kansas City. So he brought back, um, on this particular trip, a lot of beers from the Kansas City area. And this one I've never had before. I love Boulevard for their bottle design. Right, and it is um, a very pretty bottle. And it was, I think, one of the first beers I can remember having that had Sriracha hops, and it was the Sriracha Ace. Oh yeah, the Sriracha Ace, it's which a, I think you still have that. Do you still have that bottle somewhere around here? I believe we have a Sriracha Ace bottle. Yeah, the very, very pretty bottle. The the typography, the design on the bottles are great. Um, most of the beer is pretty good. This but, is um, well. I actually fine. think I would like to give the Boulevard props because I think what they've done here is they have made a beer in honor of the Kansas City Royals, and they are shit. Actually, this beer is better than the Kansas City Royals because it is just a clean-drinking Pilsner. It's there. It's uh, If you were trying to make a ballpark beer, which is like a beer, there is no discernible. And I should say that I just ate falafel and a lot of, like, what is tzatziki? Mm-hmm. Um, or as most people like to call it, tzatziki, but that's not... That's not correct. Is this a um, Greek lesson, Jason? No, not not today. But uh, so it could be that I've just had a bunch of stuff in my mouth. Uh, feel free to laugh. But this is, eh. I feel like it's not. Uh, it's not like a pilsner that knocks me. I, I like my pilsner to have like a definable hop character, and I feel like this has whatsoever. I feel like this is a malty bitterness, but not a hoppy bitterness. It's very subtle. I'm kind of... It, it, well, and I guess that's what I was thinking, was if you're going to make a beer for a ballpark, you're just going to make it as pal- like generally, generically palatable. This is it. This is... But it's like... Uh, I, I could see myself drinking the shit out of this at a baseball game. Yeah. So it's that's, that's uh, It would be really good on a hot day. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm coming around. Like, I see... I'm not going to drink this probably ever again, but I can see where, if I were to, I know the circumstances under which... It would happen. <laughs> it would be at a baseball game or a soccer game. Perhaps mowing the yard. Um, oh, uh, a lawnmower beer. Yeah. We made the opposite of a lawnmower beer today. So a couple of things. We want to talk about two things in the spars today. One, we did some new shit while we were brewing. So we mm. want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then we also we had a Neat the new shit. A couple of weeks back that we made. Same it's in the keg now. Oh, shit. Sorry. Made oh. a Kolsch. <laughs> We made a Kolsch. It's in the keg now, and I just got a counter pressure counter pressure bottle filler, yep. which we uh, were very excited to try today. So we have some fun stories about uh, our experience with that. Do we? Or were they fun? Um, they were. <laughs> they were. They were splashy. They were fun. What is so so uh, for people starting out? What is a counter flow bottle filler? 
a counter pressure bottle filler. Yeah, what is the counter culture uh, bottle jar? It's a, a doodad that allows you to put carbon dioxide into the beer bottle to purge it of oxygen. And then, right after that, to fill it very slowly with beer so that it keeps its carbonation and is not exposed to oxygen. Yeah, and we, I, we've talked about this a little bit before. The, the, the problem is if you're going to fill a bottle out of the keg from your normal tap line, you're going to lose all the CO2. Or, yeah, so some people will just turn the CO2 up, but that makes for foamy bottling. Some people will turn the CO2 up and use the Blickman beer gun. Mm. Uh, this is a good strategy, but the Blickman beer gun runs about $100, and the counter-pressure bottle filler that I ordered was 75 and I am cheap. Thrifty consumer. So, but we uh, we play with our, our brewing water for the first time. So, as I've mentioned on the show a couple times before, I usually start with reverse osmosis water. And then I put in beer dust, or I just hope it turns out okay. It's usually been all right. But I decided to actually start from scratch with reverse osmosis water. Used Beersmith 3's water tool to de- decide which water salts uh, to put in the beer. When you say decide which water salts, like what did you? What were you trying for? Um, like what are the things? What are the things you were looking at to decide? Okay, this is what I got to throw in there. So I was really concerned um, about. Two things. One, I wanted the pH to be in the right range. So I'm making a stout, so that's less difficult Mm because typically the darker malts will bring your pH down to an appropriate level. Um, So, But when you add brewing salt, sometimes you raise the pH, so you have to make sure to adjust the beer so you're between like 5.2 and 5.6. Some people say it's a a wider range. Um, And then... The uh, and, and people remember pH from both chemistry and also as the first two letters of my middle name. It is uh, the first two letters of the word uh, Philip as well. I don't know if those are related. Uh, so um, there's also like calcium and magnesium and other types of things that you're looking for. So because we're making a stout and we want it to have a lot of mouth feel, I'm given to understand that feel free to laugh. The calcium and magnesium should be high. Uh, so. I wish I had like a better description of how this went, but really what happened is I put in reverse osmosis water into Beersmith, mm-hmm. and I clicked a button, and then I <laughs> and then I huh. brought up a list of water profiles, and I found one that said stout, and then I clicked a button that said choose the best water salts. Okay, I kind of I, I kind of want to look into. Um, it'd be interesting to find out what they're basing their default water profiles on for like stout. Is it location based? Um, he, what you're trying to go for, or is it, I mean, it's probably, because not all stouts have the same grain bill, right? Right. Well, I mean, he's using, uh, he's, he's got a lot of water profiles in there. So some of them just say stout. Some of them say are geographically based, uh, but he's making an assumption about a stout that you want it to have a certain pH and you want it to have a certain mouthfeel. Mm. But then his little software dealy takes into account the grain bill that you've entered. That's the technical term, the software dealy. Yeah. The dealy Beersmith okay. three dealy. That's fair. Beersmith okay. 3 dealy dot... Nope, nope. That's not it. That's, <laughs> that's not it. So... Um, D- dot exposed. I'm excited to play a little more with it, but I basically just pushed the easy button for my first four-way into adding. But I So I ended up... We put uh, calcium chloride in there. We put some baking, uh, baking soda in there. We put some gypsum in there. Uh, we put some salt and some Epsom salt, all in different quantities based on the recommendations of the Beersmith 3 software. Well, you know what I need to buy, Jason? Uh, nope. A new scale. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. So that scale that you've got kind of... 
You don't is, like you don't like my Weight Watcher scale. I mean, it. it uh, well, that's not what we're using it for. <laughs> it in fact, in fact, we're not, we're not making low calorie beer. It's a bit. Uh, it's kind of working the opposite right now. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. It is fattening us up. Uh, it's making us enjoy life, which is why not. However, if it was accurate to a tenth of a gram, then I wouldn't need a new one. Yeah, which is it, it, it is not. So, Weight Watcher people with Weight Watcher scales, look out! Look out! Yeah. So, uh, Anvil makes a 1999. Uh, scale for hops and for water additions that I think I'll purchase. I recommend you all go out and do the same and get your water right, damn it. Well, what do you think about, hang on, what do you think about doing like, um, if like a school is getting rid of like science lab scales, those like counterbalance scales, because mm. you know what those things are? Accurate. Really accurate and probably kind of cheap. Hmm. I do know a chemistry teacher at a local high school. Oh. We should talk to Yeah, it's my it's know. my cousin Greta Murphy. Oh. You know what you know what you know what her husband's name is? Nope. E- Eddie. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. Can't make that up. Mm. I mean I could. <laughs> it's it's not it's not beyond me. No. Uh Greta and Eddie, hi, how are you? Hope you listen to the show. Uh I don't <laughs> think they are. <laughs> <laughs> but hello anyway. So the so we did the uh we did the salts, we did the counterflow. We added Dolce de Leche, which actually we've done before. You probably heard us talk about it ad nauseum. So we're making our – we're going to enter it into a competition. I actually had not planned on entering it into a competition. Uh, but when I was making the recipe, the guy at the brew store was like, oh, you're making a stout. Are you going to enter it into the indie brew battle? And I was like – I hadn't planned on it. And he was like, oh, well, you'll have plenty of time to get it in the bottle before the battle. And it's a $5 competition, and it's only for stouts. And I was like, well, then I guess I'm going to enter it. Yeah, so, uh, so we're doing that. That's, that's happening. So I've been calling the Mash of Wonder my first ever beer competition. Turns out the beer for the Indie Brew Battle is due before the Mash of Wonder beer. So the Indie Brew Battle is going to be my first ever beer competition. Mash of Wonder will, in fact, be my first beer competition. There's um, there's a debate, though. That is also uh, two local football teams, what you might call soccer. That is the, the night of uh, the judging for that particular competition, the Stout. The Indie Brew Battle. The Stouts, McGouts. Medugals. Uh that's happening the same night that um FC Cincinnati plays uh the Indy Eleven and I want to do both and you can't do both and life is hard and being an adult is the worst in my thirties. Just keep You think they'll put off the soccer game till a little later maybe? Uh no. No? No. hundred uh, percent no. It's they're gonna be their last soccer game ever potentially at that stadium, right? They're they're yeah. getting promoted. Uh yeah, FC Cincinnati's moving on to the uh MLS next season. Um so that's a that's big deal. Big dealio and Indy 11 our home team. But by the way, I want to talk about being promoted. I think this is the thing soccer has right and the rest of sports have completely wrong. I did not know until maybe like 5 years ago uh-huh. when I became a soccer fan cuz my buddy watches soccer. Do, do you know Jason that in in almost every soccer league there is a thing that happens at the end of the season where the bottom 3 teams get uh relegated to a lower league? Uh, I did no, I didn't. I didn't know that at all. And then the they get replaced by teams from the lower leagues who had really good seasons. <laughs> and there's a caveat, like you have to have the right size of a stadium to be promoted. So okay. you don't, you know, if you get if you're like if you get relegated, but then the team that get, was going to get promoted isn't good enough. Sometimes you get saved. But you can literally like if you were the Kansas City Royals at the end yeah. of the season, you we would just be a Triple A club next year, and they would Ooh. bring up another club. That's uh, that's super interesting. Uh, do they? 
Uh, and this might be a weird question. Do we know, like, do they keep the same players? Yeah, no, point? it's the same franchise, yeah. Oh, shoot. Because that's the thing I'm uh, I'm wondering a little bit about is if FC Cincinnati goes to MLS, uh, does that are they keeping the same lineup or are they like changing everything? Well, it'll probably improve their ability to recruit players and talent. So sure, I'm sure yeah. that a lot of players will get cut and some will and they'll they'll draw more people in. They might make trades. So I, I assume that 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 either quickly. Uh, because of the need, or slowly and over time, the teams will turn over. Uh, d- you know, will turn over, and you'll have a, a different squad there to to fit the the quality of the new league. But you know, I think baseball games at the end. I was looking at the standings the other day, and I realized like like there were three games in Major League Baseball yesterday that had any impact on the playoffs. Which uh, which games are we talking about? The Reds versus the Cubs. Actually, I mean that would have impact <laughs> on the playoffs because the Cubs needed to win that game. Oh why? Right. I, okay, the, the Cubs. I mean, I, it's more like the Cubs couldn't lose that game. No, a, yeah. Anytime, you know, if the Cubs win that game, then it puts them closer to clinching a playoff spot. That has playoff implications. But there's lots of games against, like, uh, should have worn my old style hat uh, today. I don't have my phone on me, so I can't look up the games. But you know, between two teams who were like three games under 500 apiece, neither of whom have a chance to make the playoffs. But if they were fighting to stay in Major League Baseball, that would make uh, sport much better. You know what we haven't talked about? Counter-pressure bottle fillers. So I'm pretty pissed off that we didn't get to it because we talked about baseball. However, well, I mean, it, it, this doesn't have to stay 15 minutes. Uh, uh, go, and t- go and talk uh, about it real quick. Well, let's talk about it. for. Let's give ourselves a minute and a half. So um, the, uh, the counter-pressure bottle filling, I, you, you watch the videos online. More Beer has a really nice video. Uh, we Check got the shots. We got the one. Uh, I'm not doing shots for the thing. Oh well. Sorry, then, guys. Um, uh, Morebeer.com. Use the Google. You'll figure it out. Uh, so they have a nice video, and there's a nice chap there, and he's doing it, and he does it, and it goes swimmingly, and you're like, oh, that couldn't be easier. And then I did it, and beer was in my face because I yeah. pressurized the bottle, and I was I was like out. five feet away, and there was beer in my face. There was beer in faces. We figured it out. Uh, uh, we were putting too much carbon dioxide in the thing. And they do this little thing with the pressure relief valve on the counter pressure bottle filler. And they're like, oh, just turn it slightly and it'll adjust the flow. No. No. It either all fucking comes out super fast and foamy or it comes out just right. And and you know the difference. Like the beer comes out super slow when you've done it right. Yeah. Uh, it's really nice. And the difference between getting it right and getting it wrong is night and day. So you won't be like, oh, maybe I'm doing it right. No, you're either 100% or like, oh, th- this is either entirely right or, oh, God, why is everything wet? Help me. I'm drowning in beer. And we have a beer with, you know, a half, that's half full. It's great. <laughs> One beer, but we have four that are like almost perfect. Yeah, four that I would submit to competition, which is the goal was to bottle this Kolsch to practice for when I bottle the Dolce de Leche Porter and the uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch beer for competitions. Mm. I will say, I want to give tips. If you buy a counter pressure bottle filler from Fermentap, from More Beer or Amazon or wherever you get your brewing supplies, hopefully your local homebrew shop carries it and you can pick it up there. When you try it, I would say just close that pressure relief valve and then turn the carbon dioxide on and let that thing fill for like three to five counts, maybe seven counts, and then switch it over to beer and it should go well. Or it might not, but mostly it will. <laughs> uh, that's what worked for us. Um, yeah. So and bear in mind that counts are relative. So if it doesn't work for you, you fucked up, not us. Count, count better. 
<laughs> Count better. This has been the second episode of the Sparge. We are the looking Sparge. the Sparge. We are looking forward to bringing you uh, another full episode next week, next Wednesday. So check us out there. We are interviewing uh, Circle City Zymer G. Uh, home brewer uh, and president, uh, Jeremiah Tyson. I yeah. said, you know what? I don't edit these. I said, uh, like seven times right there. Sorry, oh. guys. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. We edit out a bunch of albums. Well, Aaron does. Yeah, on the other episodes. But yeah. now we just we leave them all in. Jeremiah is excellent. You want to make sure to download next week. Thanks for listening this time. And send us your questions. We'd love to answer them on the show. Yeah. Peace out. Peace out.